Hello, my name is Ali Scheidler, and welcome back to the Victory Lap. Okay, I'm a little nervous, guys, but this is an extremely important episode for me. Not only am I turning 22, I'm actually 21 while I'm recording this, but I'll set it so this is published when I turn 22. My birthday is April 4th, and today I'm going to talk about 22 things I have learned in my life so far. I had this idea in February that I'd do this for my birthday week episode. So spent, you know, since then just writing out 22 things that I've learned so far in my life, and I can't wait to share. Next thing, though, is I actually have a life update. So many of you are probably already know because I've shared on my Instagram, but I'm no longer doing my fifth year of volleyball. Um, so what does that mean for me? Why did I do it? Why did I choose this? I am no longer playing because physically, mentally, professionally, this is the best thing for me. This in no way was an easy decision. Um, one of the hardest decisions I've ever made. But it's been about two weeks since I've decided that I've been done and I have been doing great. Life without volleyball is definitely a change. It's definitely very different. But I couldn't be more excited for the future and everything my future has to hold with or without the sport. So what does this mean for me? I am going to spend the next year boosting my resume, um, studying for a big exam known as the MCAT, and I'm just going to get hours, work on exper experience for postgraduate school. So I've come to peace with my decision, and I know I've made the right decision, and I'm extremely excited for this next chapter of my life. And I'm lucky to have teammates, friends, so many people in my life have supported me on this decision. And I really cannot be happier. Oh, I also want to add, I will always be an NDSU fan, an NDSU volleyball fan. I have nothing but great things to say about this program. My decision to leave was not any factor of that. It's really just doing what was best for me. And I will always be supporting my girls next year and for years to come. I take my time playing here as an athlete with great pride. I will forever remember all the memories I've made. So that being said, I'm officially a retired athlete. Yes, I'm still going to do the podcast, which a lot of people asked me about that when I told them. They're like, okay, no more victory lap. You're not playing another year. You're still going to do the podcast. And the answer is yes. Just because I won't be here in Fargo physically playing doesn't mean I still don't have these great people in my life that I want to bring into life. So luckily with Zoom and everything, I can call these people from home and keep this podcast going because I've gotten a bunch of great comments on the podcast. You guys seem to love it. Statistically, we're about to reach a thousand views, which is insane. A thousand views total. The support that everyone has given to the podcast is amazing, and I can't thank you guys enough. All right. Glad I got that off my chest. I was a little nervous, but we're going to go into the, the main part of this episode. So today is my birthday. I'm turning 22. And just to start off the 22 tips, I'm going to say, if I look back at 18-year-old me, 19-year-old me, even 20-year-old me, I would be so proud 
of how I am now. I'm extremely proud of myself and the confidence I've built, even in the last semester. And just the things that I've learned, the 22 things I've learned is something I'm super excited to share to all of you guys. So let's get started. And to preface this, some of these are quotes, some of these are stories, some of these are just thoughts. <laughs> some I won't really elaborate into, some I'll probably elaborate too much. So let's get started. Number one is being vulnerable is the most powerful thing that you can be. I found this out when I started the podcast. I've talked about mental health. I've talked about everything, my experiences. And that not only has brought me so much power, but it's allowed me to connect with so many people. It was crazy. I have handfuls of old friends, of old people I went to school with reaching out to me like, hey, your podcast really helped me today. And that, when I get those texts, <laughs> my day is made. Like helping people and bringing light to people and being vulnerable and truly helping them is what gives me energy. Number two, great people have bad days too. There was a girl who I used to coach in high school and she messaged me and she was like, I just don't understand how awesome your life is. You're so lucky. And I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. I have had some bad days. Yes, am I lucky of the life I've lived and everything I received? Yes, but my life is not perfect. I have bad days. I have terrible days. I have days where I don't want to do things. But yeah, great people have bad days too. Number three is that your body will tell you what it needs. This I have learned recently. For me, for example, one thing is I need sleep. If I don't get eight hours of sleep a night, I will feel it the next day. And I don't think my body has gotten more sensitive since I've gotten older. Older is probably 20 years old and especially when I was an athlete, your body will let you know what's up. Even if, I don't know, I'll see little things like I'll get blemishes on my face. I'm like, okay, what in my life is throwing me off? Is it my sleep? Is it my nutrition? Is it my water? But I've come to find out that your body will tell you in mysterious ways if it needs a break, if it needs to keep going, what it needs. Number four is fear is a sign that you're on the right path, but indecisiveness is not. So what does this mean? What is fear and what is indecisiveness? Fear, to me, putting in my definition, fear is that you are so scared of what is going to happen next. Okay, remember that. Indecisiveness is you really don't want what's going to happen next. So you're trying to take your brain to other options. That to me is not good. However, if I'm scared for what's happening next, rather than indecisive, I'm going to do it. Because what I've learned is the best and most rewarding experiences are not predicted. For example, when I was transferring, I was so fearful of coming to North Dakota. So fearful. And this fear was there because before I never thought I would be transferring to North Dakota. But the best and most rewarding experiences are not predicted. And neither was transferring here. And it turned out to be one of the best experiences of my life. However, if I was indecisive about this decision, 
or if you're oh I should have gone somewhere else whenever whatever that's a different story so I know the feeling between both I know when fear is calling me in and I know when indecisiveness is pushing me out five younger you lives inside of you so I think about this a lot how am I talking to myself today if I would tell five-year-old Allie the same thing would she cry (laughs) I mean younger you is a lot more sensitive than you now obviously everyone has been through stuff so as you grow older you have thicker skin but would the younger version of you appreciate how you think about yourself and how you talk about yourself because not only are you talking about you you're talking about your younger self so think about that number six is change your habits change your mind i learned this from the book atomic habits great read i highly suggest And basically, the smallest changes you make in your life will have the biggest outcome. And will you see it instantly? No. But give it a year, give it two two years, and you will see that the way you are now is everything with your habits. It's your eating habits. It's your workout habits. It's your sleep habits. Even a difference for me, at least, sleeping seven hours a night to eight hours a night makes the biggest difference. And if I can add that up for two weeks six months a year it's gonna create detrimental changes to my life number seven the label of student is one of the most powerful labels you could have okay how did i figure this out um being a student we have so much that's readily available to us for example because i am a student obviously at ndsu getting my undergrad I have free access to online library, which most students do at undergrad universities, even high school. Number two is free help. If you go to school, you literally have offices available for you at the school that you could just sign up and go in and talk to them and their job is to help you. That's advisors, that's coaches, mentors, professors, they truly and genuinely want to help you because their job guiding you as a student is to have you succeed in this university and then on top of that obviously if you're a student you have free discounts (laughs) free discounts to restaurants shopping whatever but being a student you have so much and obviously i'm graduating here in the next six weeks and i'm really feeling that and understanding like okay in six weeks I'm no longer a student. Obviously, I'll have the gap between my undergrad and graduate degree, but what can I take advantage of now that I will not have in the future? Number eight, you cannot control what people think of you. However, you can always control your attitude towards them. And then a quote that I always think of is, you can always be the juiciest peach, but people still don't like peaches. So think about that not everyone is going to like you. And for me personally, that took a while to figure out. I remember hearing a quote, 10% of people are always going to support you. 80% of people are going to be indifferent slash they basically they don't really have a yes, always support you or want you to fail. And then unfortunately, you will have those 10% of people, whether you like it or not, that don't necessarily want to see you succeed. And there is nothing in the world you can do to control that. So the sooner that I was able 
to let go of what people thought of me was the better I was able to get through life, less anxiety, less worrying. So that is a big key of advice. Number nine is balance. Finding a balanced life in every situation has been the best thing that I've ever done. For me in the past, that was how can I balance school, athletics, nutrition, sleep, having a social life. And then now that I'm going to this new factor, obviously going to practice, being an athlete is not a part of my life anymore. How can I balance school, studying, getting a job, nutrition? My nutrition needs will change. How can I still treat myself and love myself? Because at the end of the day, you can't be going 100% all the time or your balance is going to be thrown off. Number 10, <laughs> this has probably this has probably been the most difficult thing that I've ever figured out. And I'm glad I've figured it out now, but you need rest. For as long as I can remember, especially physically, I was always pushing myself, whether that was in the gym, whether that was school. And it wasn't until college where burnout really hit me and hit me hard. And it honestly wasn't until the last two years when I figured out what rest means. And I've come to find out that being still, doing nothing is completely okay. And in fact, you need that in order to perform at your best, especially when you're older and you have more things on your plate, more things you need to do. Your mind is open to so much more things as you're getting older. And telling myself, okay, Sunday, I'm not going to do anything. You know what? I'm going to be lazy. Maybe go on a walk. Maybe not. Maybe sit on the couch, watch a show that I love, go on YouTube, do what makes me happy. Learning how to rest and learning how to rest well has only made my weeks of product productivity even better. 11. Learn what habits you revert to when you fail. Nobody likes to fail. Nobody likes to be wrong. No one likes to be disappointed. However, how do you react and what is your brain programmed to when you do fail? For example, whenever I'd fail, I would do not so good on a test. I would revert to social media, being brain numbed, just doing things that I knew weren't healthy for me. So I challenge you, when you fail, do you blame things on others? When you fail, do you overly blame things on yourself? How do you react to situations and how can you learn from that? Twelve, this is something I'm still figuring out, but saving money and financial literacy is the secret to success. And then being a girl, loving to do fun things, loving to get my nails done, hair done, going to Target. Do I need all these things that I think I need? No. Will saving help me in the future? Yes. Even if it's $50 a month putting in the bank account, that will add up significantly. 13. Your subconscious mind will teach you all I need to know about yourself. I didn't really get into this until I started to read about meditation and I know also meditation is also kind of this taboo subject right now. Is meditating good for you? Is it not? 
I personally think if you take out all distractions, sit down, be with yourself, turn the lights off, where is your brain going? For example, I would sit there, think, okay, I'm not even controlling my brain, but I'm realizing that my brain is going to this conversation I had two days ago where I didn't say something I thought I should say. Okay, why is my brain thinking about this? Okay, it's because I'm feeling anxious and I'm not content right now and this is worrying me. Okay, why is this worrying me? And so I was able to analyze my thought process and I kind of touched on this with my mental health and anxiety podcast with Maggie, but I was 20 steps behind me or 20 steps ahead. And it wasn't until I was able to shut everything out that I was able to figure out how I was thinking and why I was having this anxiety, not feeling myself always on edge. So I challenge you to be silent with yourself, be still. What does your mind, what does your mind resort to when you don't have these distractions around you? 14. This is a quote from actually one of my old coaches. All the Bourbonnet people, you guys know Coach Cole. And I'm sure you've heard this if you've had him as a coach, but he would always say, show me your five closest friends and I will show you your future. And I was like, okay, okay. In high school, I always had a great friend group. Obviously, I played sports. I shout out Chloe, Natalie, Keegan. Keegan was on here. But I had great people I was surrounded by. And looking back, the people I surrounded myself in high school was a huge part of my success because how people are run and how much motivation they have sparks how much motivation that you will have. And I was able to see this even more when I got to college and I'm surrounded by different groups I've never seen before. Obviously, I've been at two different universities with two very different student bodies. Things are different. But one thing I was able to analyze is these groups of friends all have the same habits, all have the same motivations. For example, I was on a team. A lot of times, the way we would all talk to each other and see each other every day, the attitudes that we were in fed off of each other. And whether that was good, bad, who you are surrounded with will 100% completely determine how you are. So I'll say it again. Show me your five closest friends and I will show you your future. 15. Motivation is a spark to start whatever you want, but purpose is the, dr- is the driver to make the idea last. So what does this mean? So let's say you're super motivated to start a project on fixing up your car. Okay, whatever. You work on it for three days straight. Motivation is still there. And then you run into some problems. And you're like, oh, do I really have the time and energy to fix this car? And then you're like, oh, I have work to do. I, I don't even need this car fixed right now. Like, I don't need it for the future. So you eventually stop working on this car. You stop fixing it up. Motivation fades. However, let's say you're working on a car because you want to give it to your parents. This is a purpose. This is something you're passionate about. You want to give back to your parents because they've given so much to you. So you're doing this project because you have a greater purpose to it. Whether you love it, whether it's for someone, whether it's genuinely for yourself, 
purpose will drive you forward. And I've even found it for this podcast. A lot of people came up to me. Why are you still doing a podcast if you're not still playing? You're not still doing your victory lap. And it's because I have a purpose. I love it. I found that this is a talent that I'm good at. I'm good at talking to people and I'm good at helping people. And that's something I've come to realize in the last year. It's something that's giving me energy. It's a big reason of why I want to go into medical school in the future. My passion for connecting and talking to people and bringing people together and lifting them up. That is my purpose. And that is part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast, why I'm choosing what's best for me in the next year, in the next four years, why I'm heading down this path. Find your purpose and that will drive you and your ideas to the best capability that they can be. 16 is you can control exactly how you present yourself to others. And I guess the best way I've found this is I guess I kind of experimented, okay, when I'm wearing sweatpants, baggy clothes, not taking care of myself, whether that's not doing my skincare, not doing my hair, whatever, I don't feel as good. And that is kind of contagious with who you're around. Let's say you're talking to someone, you don't feel good because you haven't taken care of yourself. So you see someone, you're just like, hey, what's up? They talk, you don't really care. You're too worried about yourself and how you don't feel good. The way you present yourself will also have an effect on the people that you're talking to. So I found when I do take time to dress well, take care of myself, do my skincare, do my hair, do my makeup, I feel great about myself. And maybe for you, it's wearing sweats. And some days, do I wear sweats because I want to and that's what I need for that day? Yes. But whenever I take care of my, myself, and like I said, small habits, the better I present to myself, myself to people because I feel good about myself. Because you feel good about yourself, all of a sudden your attitude towards other people is better. And then now you're going to have a great day full of meaningful conversations, all because you gave yourself self-love. 17. Invest in people who invest in you. This has also been something I've figured out recently because not only in my past do I have great people, but I have so many incredible friends, coaches, teachers that I know would still do anything for me. Even if I'm still not at my old school, I'm still not at home, I have so many people that I could call up right now and they would have a conversation and help me with anything. And especially when I first got to college, I was not very good at communicating and keeping in touch with this people, these people. I figured out that the people in life that you know will always be there for you, you need to work hard to keep them in your life. You need to work hard at keeping t in touch with them. Even if you see your old best friend's Snapchat story, slide up, say hey, make a comment about that, tell them how they miss you, and that will make their day. And the more that you invest in these relationships, invest in the people who invest with you, the better you'll, you'll feel. And having a support system and people you can rely on and talk to is so important for your mental health and well-being. 
18 read books. And I've figured this out lately. Over Christmas break last year, I read a few Colleen Hoover books. And then I've really gotten into reading, I guess, kind of self-help memoirs. Just people talking about their experiences and how can I make that and how can I apply that to my life. So read as many books as you can. I know when I was in elementary school, reading books was kind of a chore, but it's really something that I enjoy and I look forward to. And it's helped me in my mental health and my well-being so much. Number 19 is travel. I will never be this young again. I will never have this time again, this willingness to explore the world. And traveling is important and seeing new experiences understanding why people act the way they do, seeing different cultures is extremely rewarding and traveling is what makes me feel alive. 20 is trust your gut. I want you guys to think right now, think about everything you've thought about, everything you've worried about, everything you felt very confident was was gonna happen has probably happened. So trust your gut and where you see your life going And these decisions in your gut that you know you feel, trust it and act on it. Because I promise when you do, you will feel amazing. You will have more confidence because you're able to trust yourself and how you feel about things. Like I said earlier, indecisiveness is not good on you. At the end of the day, you genuinely know how you want. No one else but you knows who you want. So trust that feeling when something sparks you and tells you what to do. 21, life goes on. My life has changed a lot the last month being in college. I've had a lot of changes. I've ended a lot of chapters in my life, started a lot of new chapters. And what I've learned is if you end a chapter, everyone who is in that chapter, their life will still go on. Everything you're a part of, it will still go on. Your perspective is so much greater than your own. There's so many people that were living the life you used to live and working on themselves. Life goes on. You might get a bad test grade one day. You might fail a test one day. Have I gotten bad test grades? Yes. However, life goes on. I don't even think about those test grades anymore. You know, the next day I still woke up. I still ate three meals. I still did what I had to do. And once I found out that, hey, something bad might happen, life still goes on. People will still function how they want to. At the end of the day, everybody wants what's best for themselves and their friends and their loved ones. Don't let the small things affect you because life goes on. 22, my last tip. And this is kind of sentimental because it's my last one. Obviously, I'm turning 22 tomorrow. Um but I will never be this young again. And like I said, a lot of chapters in my life are closing. Obviously, I have five weeks of undergrad left. And yes, I couldn't be more excited to start this next chapter in my life, but I will never be this young, this youthful. Being in a college house with amazing roommates, I will never have this again. So I'm going to do my best to make every moment 
and being present in every moment and really enjoying what I have at this age, turning 22, because 20s, they're scary. They're awesome, but I have a lot to be thankful for of and a lot to look forward to. And 22 is kind of a weird age because, I don't know, when you turn 18, you're finally an adult. 19 is kind of cool because you're still in your teens, so you have your final teens year. When you turn 20, obviously you're turning 20. That's a new decade of your life, so that's pretty exciting. 21 is exciting for obvious reasons, and 22 is just kind of different because it's the age where everyone graduates college. A lot of people when they're 22 have no idea what they want. Do I know exactly what I want? No, I have an idea, but there's a lot of uncertainty that comes with this year. And am I a little scared? Yes. Am I fearful? Yes. But like I said earlier, being fearful, what I've learned, is the best thing I could be. Because life will never be linear, and I will never predict what happens to my future. But I can prepare myself and make the most out of every day to give myself the best chance for the future. And I'm ready to attack my 22nd year of life. I'm sure there will be ups and downs that I can't even predict. But I'm very grateful for all the opportunities I've been through. And my last 21 years of life have really been amazing. And I can't wait to carry it on to this next year. Thank you guys so much for listening to my 22 tips. I hope they helped you. I hope you learned from it. I would love to go more into depth about some of these stories and why I've learned the things I've learned. Um, I also appreciate you guys listening to my story. Obviously, I'm done with volleyball, and that was a tough decision. Toughest decision I've ever made. I mean, I started a podcast to stay another year, and obviously doing this is different than what I originally said at this podcast, but knowing that I'm doing what's best for me and best for my future does feel great. And I appreciate the support that I've gotten from all my friends, all the listeners, and I'm excited to attack this next chapter of my life. So thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you all, and I'll see you next time on the Victory Lap.